Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. The Black Fat Film Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio and Dr. John Paul, LLC. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Black Fat Film, where the intersections of identity are celebrated. My name is John, also known as Dr. John Paul. And honestly, I just want to know where Normani is with the album. Where is the album, sis? Where is the album? We're just on, Literally. We're just on the wild side right now. Normani, let us know, girl. Honestly, her and Riri. Because now Riri's going to do the uh, Super Bowl. So, like, girl, you going to drop some more music? Like, what we going right. I just want to get down to your oldies all the time. Like, I want to, come on, give us something. Both of you girls, give get us it together. something. Mm. But, you know what? Honestly, both of them. Both of them. We need <laughs> albums. Where are the albums? Where are the albums? <laughs> we, we, we got questions. We need answers, Normani. So if you hear this somewhere in whatever, you know, vacation spot you're at right now, let us know. Hit us up. Please. Give us the preview. Please. <laughs> well, I will say hello from the other side of the Jewish holidays, John. Whew, I am here. <laughs> I am queer. And I am full of fear for spooky season, but I am yes. loving it. I have done some pumpkin patches. I've done some haunts. My voice sounds rough because I've been screaming at these damn haunts. And I'm getting ready for yeah. Horror Nights soon, too. And spooky season has been in full effect. And I am just, I just am so excited for it. I'm so excited for it. Mm. 
you know what? I love that journey for you. So I have not done any pumpkin patches. Um, I don't. Children are cute, but I often <laughs> find that a lot of children be at the pumpkin patches Facts. like that. And I don't don't really have I don't really have it for that. But what I will say is that I also um, so you know I went to horror nights mm-hmm. two weeks ago. And we were just having the conversation about the passes and stuff. Um, which maze? Have you looked at any of the mazes? Which maze are you excited? Oh, about I haven't looked at any mazes. For? Oh, and I think because the, there there is there an Exorcist one or no no, no that was last, last year. year. <laughs> yeah, no, but but I mazes. will say okay, yeah, give me yeah. the down. <laughs> as someone who has gone, I will say that I think the weekend there's so there's multiple mazes this year. Some of them are re-ups from years past, mm-hmm. which I'm happy to see again. But what I will say is that the weekend has one of the best mazes. I, I don't really and I know folks will probably drag me for this. I'm not a huge weekend fan. Weekend, I don't artist? really has a, has a the maze? artist. Yes, he, he the whole bitch. kind of okay. Yeah, he is. He has a whole maze and there's this whole bar area situation. It's called, um, it's some sort of like, it's like the after night or something like that. But ultimately, yes, he has a bar area and they have like these spooky drinks that they've curated. And then they also have a maze for him. And it's a pretty, like, like I said, I'm not a huge fan of him or his music, but what I will say is that it is a damn good maze. So you're going to have a good time. Oh, thank you so much. And also just mm-hmm. word, word to folks, if you're thinking about going, get the front of the line pass. I know. Mm-hmm. Yes. It, yes. It costs a grit, but like, trust me, I mean, yes. John, I have, John, I both have gotten front line passes before. If you get the regular Douglas Schmeckler pass from the Bronx girl, you will literally, <laughs> you will go to maybe three mazes tops. And there's like, what? Yeah. There's like, what, at least there's like 10 mazes there at least. There are. So I think there's a total of eight mazes, okay. but there's also like scary areas things, and yeah. stuff too. But it's just between trying to ride the actual like rides that are open and Mm. then trying to get through the mazes, trying to eat, trying to like just get around Universal. It's 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 damn near impossible to do it without an actual front of the line pass. And so I know that people will spend thousands of dollars to go to Coachella. I know they'll spend thousands of dollars to go do other things. Please spend the money when you want to go to Horror Nights. Like, if you're trying no to get scared, go, like, yeah. go big on that one. So, yes. Yeah. Mm. But, mm. yeah, I'm really excited for you. I can't wait. So, I know you're going soon. I can't. So, what we'll do is we will we will put a pin in this conversation. Yes. And then I want to follow up and see what your thoughts are Bitch. on the actual day. <laughs> Bitch, what, and we which record, ones got you? We, we record the next day afterwards. So I'm going to be like, good morning, John. <laughs> How's it going, Thor? <laughs> like, my voice always <laughs> not you. <laughs> not you. You sound I'm like mama from um what is it uh Mrs. Doubtfire <laughs> was it Harvey uh, oh, Harvey Firestein Harvey Firestein yes Mister yes. that's sounds lad don't worry about it sweetheart <laughs> yes don't worry about it sweetheart yes oh mama <laughs> okay not okay. with her Harvey Firestein well I'm living okay, well now it's time for our I'm I'm oh my god I can't even do it my throat is so fucked up I'm, I'm still here, here. yes <laughs> So, and shout out to the people who love it. There are people who love this segment. As they should. They lo- yes. No, so. many pe- mm-hmm. Tisha Campbell has been getting people. I've been hearing other podcasts. People talk about her. And they're like, oh, Tisha Campbell, I'm still here. And I'm like, oh, I just want to say We've like, been on it. Well, I'm, I'm not saying that we did it first, but like we did it first, y'all. Because I, yeah. I saw a Legendary. I saw it in, a, in a, another friend's podcast. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. so I've about Tisha Campbell these days. But yes. anyways, um, today falls <laughs> on the beginning of a Jewish holiday known as Sukkot, which is known as a Harvest mm-hmm. Festival. And also time for gathering. I know y'all, I'm getting Jewish as fuck on this podcast, but you know, that's 
that's who I am, so that's how it's going to be. Um, a yeah. big theme of the holiday is welcoming a stranger. So for today's I'm Still Here, I want to lean into um, us talking about a recent, experience, a recent experience where you felt like a welcome stranger to something. I'll, I'll start off. I recently went to this queer professionals event, which was so interesting. It was like a, it was like the launch of the San Diego chapter of it. It was called Out Pros. And mm-hmm. I've been trying to get myself to go out to queer events, be like beyond bars and beyond like, you know, nightlife yeah. because that's fun. But like, Ronan is still out here and so is monkeypox and I'm not trying to get any of these things. And so, and you, it, you, and like, I'm like, like, I'm trying to meet my like future husband. So I can't, I'm not going to meet him in a bar. Like he will, he will not be, I will not see him in the dark shaking my ass. Like that's that's not going to happen. I want to meet him like doing things. You know, people always say shit like do the things that you would do to meet somebody, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, that's not why I went, but it was a part of the reason why I went, but I'm trying to do more things that put me out and meet queer people. Motives. Motives. Thank you. Motives. Multiple motives. Part of the motives. It's, yes. it's, it's the nuance for me, the all the aboveness. <laughs> and so, nuance. and that was something that, like, I, I always feel I've come into queer spaces with a level of safety, but I, mm-hmm. but I will say professional spaces usually to me will mean white spaces. And so yeah. I was definitely nervous about that aspect. And, um, like, it, like it, you know, even even if they're not white, professional is just a whole different context of, of queerness. And there are some folks who take professionalism as queer folks very, girl. very far. And probably it's like, I, you know, I get it. I get it. But I'm also like, girls, like it's not that deep. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, I will say I walked in with a cute ass suit. Like, <laughs> so, the, so like my tactic is I, because people will think I am, a, like people will think I'm a type A personality either I'm or I'm like hella extroverted. But I identify as a extrovert introvert because Same. I really do need to like recharge myself energy. Mm-hmm. So my tactic is always, because I get scared of meeting people and I stutter a lot when I first meet people like it makes me really nervous so I will always wear like a really cute flashy outfit and so this this strategy worked in full because folks would like would come up to me like I love your outfit and then we talk a lot talk a lot and I felt like it felt so good because I was nervous about going to this event and I was like well I feel like a stranger also because like then like ended up being fat being a person of color you, in, yeah. in the queer community you're like listen mm-hmm. I know we're all here for professional work but like we all know someone's trying to find Try to find their, the, you know, their, their afternoon night delight. So, mm-hmm. what's going to happen with that? And from jump, it just felt so good. Everyone was so nice. The, the the group that hosted it was so amazing. There was some like great volunteers there. People that you know, I'm sure. I'm, I'm it was it was the first of its kind. So I think people also. I'm sure everyone else came nervous too, but everyone came in with this like get big sense of community. And so I felt like it was a really special thing where I felt for sure like a stranger and everyone felt like a stranger. And I, and I, and I went with a friend so that helped a little bit too, but we both, we both left it. Um, someone came up to us at the end of it and was like, you guys were like the cool queer table, which was, which <laughs> my friend and I were both like, we have never been told that in our lives before. Like, like, right. our, like our high school us were, our high school us's were screaming and living because we're like, we're the cool kids. That was just mm. not the journey. So that was special. Yeah. So how about you, John? I live and I love, so, you know, talking about kind of this notion of like finding strangers or meeting or, or, you know, welcoming strangers or welcoming new people into your lives. You know, when I saw the prompt, it could, obviously you all know that we have like a run of a, we have run of show. And so me and Jordan all week are talking about the stuff we're going to bring to the show. I saw that and I instantaneously thought about all of the Twitter social media relationships that I have had, whether it be folks that I have connected with online and built a very strong friendship with them. And then one day they'll hit me and be like, hey, I'm in your area. Let's go to dinner or let's go, you know, let's go get coffee. 
even thinking about, you know, so I, I, I mentioned some names of individuals, right? So a lot of people don't know, but me and Travel, we started out as internet friends. Uh, I think about my friend Ryan Mitchell. I think mm. about Dr. James Simmons. These are mm. all people that were really truly strangers to me on the internet. And then one day I just clicked follow, they followed back. And then now these people are literally people that are genuinely what I like to call my sisters, right? Um, and so I think for me, like that, that, that being open to this, right? Like every time you click follow or every time you subscribe to someone's page or what, you know, someone's podcast or whatever the case may be, you're welcoming a new stranger into your life. And so I know for me, I think that's the biggest and the most beautiful feeling is that there are so many people out there you know, really connecting and building these really amazing lives all based off of random openness and and welcoming strangers. And I made a note too, like I always think it's really cute when I see people. So for instance, I have two friends that are on social media. I, I follow them on Twitter. They are, they have been posting their journey up to their marriage. I think they get married in a few days and they both met on Twitter. And so it was like one of them jumped into another person's DMs and that was history. And so I just, I think many of these stories are very, very cute. A Mm. lot of these stories are very, very sweet. And I think that this notion too of like being able to even go to an event and open your heart up enough to allow other people to come in and you make make whatever friendships you make whatever connections whether they be professional or love mm. i'm i'm here for it but what i will say also too is i also want to acknowledge because i don't want listeners hitting me back and being like y'all don't talk about the the you know the bad side of it too <laughs> yes meeting people welcoming strangers into your life can be creepy mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. there are some really creepy people Facts. out there and so for but but i will say for every weird interaction that i've had online with people i find that i have at least three or four other moments where i've met strangers and i've welcomed those Mm. strangers into my lives and they've impacted Mm. me in a really good way so um i love that i love that there's so many so i will say this too i know that you talk a lot about being jewish on this podcast and i i appreciate it because as someone who is just spiritual a universal i I consider myself universalist Mm. meaning that i think everybody's religion regardless of if some of the stuff is problematic there are good things in all religions Mm. i love that we've been able to kind of root a lot of the stuff in this show connected back to jewish concept a lot of them have been they have challenged me to step back and think about the ways i interact with people or the way that i move so i will say that i'm we welcome the jewishness around here it's been Mm, very very um shalom (laughs) yes you know i'm gonna get you (laughs) Love like you said, Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur, <laughs> Yom Kippur, bitch. I'm gonna hit you with a with a shalom, a Yom Kippur, because because again, that is the that is a part of your intersection, and we gonna celebrate the I hell out you. of it. All right, well, we, well, per our last email, we have to take a break. But when we come back, we're gonna get on our just flowers, and we're gonna give some folks their roses this week. More in a sec. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. So for this week's category is y'all, we're about to make the haters even more mad and talk about some of our favorite black fat icons. Yes. But before we start, we want to ask what makes a black fat icon? I'll start Mm. by saying, I think a black fat icon is someone who embraces all their identities and does not shy away from the challenges that being in those identities hold. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. we we hold perspective, we hold nuance, we contain multitudes, we are not, what's the word, we are not a monolith and all that shit. And I I don't think it's someone who isn't problematic, but someone who quickly corrects and learns or even stands firm in their nuances, depending on the nuance, because some people are problematic as fuck and should not. Should not get the stage back, but mm-hmm. I mean, like, I, I think I, I I think think you know of us this moment of we're people who live audaciously as ourselves, and I think and I and I think icons the word icon can be overused, but I also think it's someone who lives audaciously as themselves, even when the world tries to beat it out of them. Still, like dust they rise, and like plants mm-hmm. they thrive. So that's what makes it for me. How about you, John? Yeah. So uh, when when you pull when you pose this for this week, I instantaneously went into my mind, and I was like damn, what does make an icon? Mm. And I think for me, you know, I feel like, yes, that word icon is thrown around a lot, especially because it's been co-opted by, you know, others. So with that being said, okay. I think this notion of being an icon, um, I, I, when I first think of it, I say, I think that there's levels to, to, to icon-ness. <laughs> and mm. first for me, I think there's, you know, the first level is diva, right? So I feel, I find that there's, First, a level of diva, and then you have to hit icon, and then there's legend. Mm. And I think right now we're we're seeing so many people 
set themselves up for legendary status, mm-hmm, right? Because mm-hmm. immediately Diva comes to a lot of these people just off the jump, but a lot of them have done. And I think that that's the thing to to, to constant to, to really focus on. So when you make the note about someone being audacious and someone making a difference, right? Being an icon is not just about fashion. It's not just about the way you show up and, and the way you look or the way you work. Like I think people really truly don't understand how hard it is to thrive in the elements of your intersections, mm. right? Mm-hmm. There's there's an element of, of thriving in blackness. There's an element of thriving in fatness. There's an element of thriving in queerness specifically when all three of those things are things you embody and that you really can't turn off to be able to find success and whatever that success means. And what I want to make sure I make very clear is that I don't think being in entertainment is the only way to be successful. There are a lot of Black fat femmes who are running companies. There are a lot of Black fat femmes who are starting companies. There are a lot of Black fat femmes who are working in tech. There are a lot of Black fat femmes who work in education. These are all people who are doing whatever they find to be iconic at their level. I genuinely believe that it it just it takes a lot of energy. And I think that's the thing that people remiss. But Kind of getting off of my high horse with that, you know, I, I think that that in itself is what makes them amazing is that there are so many things that they have to navigate and that at the same time, they're able to just kind of get up and keep doing it. But in my mind, an icon is somebody who knows that they are the moment now and later too. Mm. talking about candy, bitch. Yes. They, they know they are yes. the candy mm. of, uh, you know, of their being. So I, mm. I, I live for that. Mm. I really do. So, okay. So let's get into them. I want to start off by saying Miss Dana Owens, AKA mm. Queen Latifah. And I, yes. I don't know if she identifies fat today, but I also feel like she would, you know, and like, right. I mean, she has been in the game forever. And I, and I, you know, I, I didn't start watching, I didn't start watching, I'm I'm just going to say this. Then I started watching Living Single until probably a few years ago, only because it was mm-hmm. you know, it was before my time, before I was born when it came out. Um, right. And you know, I, I, I started watching. I was like, oh, this is this is actually the precursor to Sex and the City, much you know, precursor to Girlfriends. And mm-hmm. like like in just seeing her, you know, it's not she talked about fatness so much on the show, and there were definitely some jokes about her fatness, and they they really right. try to play her, and people think it was cute and jokes. But when I think of her, like in her roles, right when she played. M- m- um about Mabel and Hairspray when she played um oh what is her name um um in Chicago yeah. uh Miss Matron oh, okay. Morton I mean yeah. also Quinty was giving you range the bitch came up as a rap star then came right. in with a musical she did a little pop moment she did some movies she did some TV like the girl got range and I'm like she she's does. somebody I just yeah I live I live for Queen Latifah yeah, and so do I. And I will say the thing that I've always given, I've always said Queen Latifah kind of set us up for, mm. I think, you know, even thinking about her role as Cleo and set it off, I think there's mm. this element of Blackness that Dana has always kind of carried with her. And I, I think that she's also spoke a lot to the big girl diaspora. And what I will mm. say, you know, I know she may not specifically outrightly identify as fat, but I even love, like, you know, I remember her doing, I'm not sure if it was Weight Watchers or it was some sort of, or it might have been Slim Fast. I, it was mm, one of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I even remember her publicly speaking out about the challenges she had as a big bitch who loves to eat. Mm. And basically her losing that campaign 
lane and just being like, so what? Like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm a big girl and, you know, I struggle with my weight and my size and my looks the way that everyone else does. So I think that there's just, for me, I think that that's what makes her such an icon is that even in all of the entertainment of Dana Owens and Queen Latifah, there's still this very much, very realness and this blackness. And, you know, and again, I, I, I will say that there's a part of me that wishes she spoke more outrightly about her queerness. But I also understand yeah. that some people feel like, and this is what I've, I've told my husband on several courts, people who are in the media, a lot of them are just like, I want something for me. I give so much of myself to the world. I give so much of myself to the industry. Yeah. I want something for me. And so maybe that is something that she feels like she just keeps close to her heart. Well, you but, know, and you, she, mm-hmm. she was in the media as, you know, as a black person. Mm-hmm. I, as a black woman doing rap, like she was in the media at a time right. where like that shit, I really imagine could have changed her career in a negative right. way. I don't want to say anything because mm-hmm. I, I don't think she would have ended her career, but changed it in a long way. And it was amazing. What was it? Was that the, was it at the BET awards? Was it last year or two it years was. ago where she, she mentioned yeah. her, her son and her partner, you know, and yeah. that, that was a moment where I was like, that, I too wish because you know because it, it was always a rumor. It was always it was always like some unspoken thing that she was queer, but no right. like, no one would talk about. It. And I appreciated that she named in that moment. And yes, I also wish that she would have done this so much earlier. But in that mm-hmm. moment, it was it was right. like you know what, girl, like that that is enough. For we me. see you exactly. Yeah, we, we see, see you. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We see you. And so, and I'll say like you know, outside of that, I think that there's something to be said that I think when you talk about those who walked before they could run, right? Mm. Or before we could run. So like, you know, Dana did what she did and I refer to, I, I, I refer to Queen Latifah like I know. I don't I know. know her, I was like, okay. But I just, <laughs> right, like, hey, Dana. I, right, I know <laughs> Queen Latifah, obviously, right? But Queen Latifah, you know, like walked so that a lot of folks can run. So mm. I think about Lizzo, right? I think mm. about Lizzo and the ways that Lizzo has shown up in mm. the industry as a whole as a black fat icon. Mm. I think about Alex Newell, right? If if there wasn't for Alex Newell, there there wouldn't be space for other folks like Amber Riley and Gabby Sidibay to be so outwardly themselves. But I even think about, you know, I had made this note in our comments, right? Um, <laughs> I had said that Fat Luther <laughs> literally is better than Skinny Luther. And I don't know if you grew up as a Luther listening family, but I know for me, Big Luther was in our home. My mom would go see Luther every time he was on tour. Luther Vandross? Luther Vandross, Yes, ma'am, ma'am. You know yeah. it. Yes, we were. Mm-hmm. I'm like, never too yeah. much, never too much, ne- never too never much. Never too much, Please. baby. But with mm-hmm. the, I, I never saw a skinny Luther. I only saw fat Luther. So I'm like, right. was a skinny Luther? I, there was. There was a imagined. time. So Mm-mm. growing up, there was a time where Luther, and, and, and this is something that I think a lot about too. I've been, and again, we can get into the politics of this, but I've been noticing this a lot. There have been quite a few celebrities or quite a few people who are media adjacent that I've noticed have lost weight um, and then gained the weight back. <laughs> mm. And and again, I don't want to call them out because mm-hmm. I don't want this to be about fatness or fat phobia. Mm-hmm. But what I think is important to note is that there is a pressure for specifically folks who make their their who 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 kind of get the, the spotlight, there is a, a pressure for them to lose weight. And I see it happening, specifically as someone who spends every day in the eye of entertainment. I'm noticing my peers who've, who have lost weight. I've mm. noticed celebrities who have lost weight. And so I think personally that what made Luther so iconic was 
you know, he started out as being slightly, he, he wasn't huge, but he was slightly chubby. Um, and then he lost a lot of weight and then he gained the weight back. And I think there was something in my mind that I, I, I the, again, and that's why I name him as a black fat icon. There was something that switched for Luther in his, mm. in his years of being a little bit more chubbier, where I felt like he was a little bit more himself and he was a little bit more creative. And I, I think about that a lot. I think about the struggle that he, he, he dealt with. And it was, it, while it wasn't super public, it was still something I saw as a kid. And that's what made me, like, as I've gotten older, look to Luther and be like, okay, girl, I see you and I saw the struggles you had and I respect you for it. You know, so there's that. Mm, mm. But I did want to bring up too, you know, so kind of getting back into our queer bag, I had made a note that some of we, and again, we have a list pretty much of all the folks we want to touch base on. I ne necessarily wanted to name, you know, I know it'd be real easy for me to go the, um, uh, you know, Andre Leon Talley route. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I'm saving a lot of that for my book. So if y'all <laughs> listening, <clears throat> know that there is a whole yes. chapter about me talking about him. So that's why I'm kind of skipping over it. Um, <laughs> but with that being said, I think about the relationship and the friendship I have with Latrice Royale. Mm. And I think about Silky, you know, Nutmeg Ganache. And I think about Cornbread and a lot of the, the queer personas that we're seeing right now being drag you know not only drag icons but being mm. black fat icons mm -hmm. because i think about how a lot of them even thinking to a degree like the the whole conversation about and again i don't know if we want to spend a lot of time on this but even just the personification of the success that we saw with Eureka versus when all of that stuff happens with her and the vixen right how eureka's career like took off mm. and how a lot of black fat queer specifically that are in drag are still struggling to really get the spotlight that they deserve yeah, yeah. um and so mm -hmm. i just i respect silky and cornbread and the tree so much because i think honestly if it wasn't for them i don't think that i would be where i am in my own career mm -hmm. um but yeah but what are your thoughts on that ooh, ooh, okay so so many thoughts well first i want to give a shout out to cornbread because she was mm -hmm. a cameo on hocus pocus sure too did. and i was like sure is that cornbread that was everything sure um mm -hmm. okay so so many thoughts run through my mind through my, my mind right now and i think the point about eureka is such a great point because like like do do I do I think she's funny? Yes. Do I also think that like she above you know above other girls deserved like in, in, in two seasons of an HBO show? I can't say yes no to that. You know, I, I, I can't say yes. <laughs> I can't say no. You know, and like it'll be clear. Like I'm like I'm not shitting on your kid at all. I I, I, right. I think she's like I think she's a I think I think she is a, a great queen in a lot of ways. I'm still. I'm really still interested about you know how her her mixing and just the things that happen happen within that, um, and but like. Like I, you know, I, I definitely am mindful of okay, but Latrice has been in this game forever and has not, you know, where mm -hmm. have her flowers been Seen at all? She has not right. done anything. You know, Silky, you know, I, I, it's like, you know, Silky I think is the most interesting person to me because I think she, I think she at many times like made it, like made it a, made it really clear on the show that like when she was out of drag, like she. I don't like like she like she wasn't afraid to be like to be what's the word like outrageous and outlandish and but in a way they think that like like I think my mind is so I think like I think Eureka was always trying to be in on the joke and making and making the joke herself 
And I right. think Silky was just trying to be, was just so audacious to herself. And I think that does not land with folks when, when they see black folks really be themselves in their fatness and their blackness and their queerness. And so I, and right. so I, with, I think with her, like she's somebody that I love so much. You know, and I mean, like, you know, as someone who fucking won every lip sync, lip sync assassin, you know, and, 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 right. in, in the last, in, in the, the, last last all-stars like she really was that girl and i and i was like oh her career might take off even more now and like i don't think has you know i think i definitely think of latrice so much because she really did walk so we can run and i find it so funny that like you know you you have put here you know in the in the show notes that when latrice was on drag race people were still coming for us i find interesting interesting that people were coming for us while also living for us like you could not go to a drag show without someone being like where like where is the where is the fat black drag queen like everyone lives Mm -hmm. for us in that in that same vein but doesn't want to fuck with us outside of drag which i think is the most frustrating like it like it really is giving this weird version of like a minstrel show to folks and i just <laughs> like i really just cannot like people have always loved bfs but like but don't want to sleep with us don't want to marry us don't like don't don't want to support us don't want to don't want to us. And, you know, and, 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 you know, and i want to name like we're two we're two black fat fans who have who have a show on, on iheart radio so like like change is happy in very small ways but like even that you know like what what, what, the, what do we and this is, you know, so not to, to tangent away from black, you know, fat icons, but I think that what I guess I'm really trying to get at and what I hear you saying is, is that there is still a fight. So how long, how long does it take us to get yeah. the recognition that it takes for some, for someone else? And we know what we're naming when we say someone else, mm-hmm. right? I think that that's the thing that folks remiss. And so, yes, you can live for us and you can, yes, a lot of us are talented, like, I think there's something to be said about the way that Latrice set the bar very high Mm -hmm. for a lot of the black fat icon girls in the drag race game. Mm -hmm. But I think that there is something to be said about the ways that we, we, we literally have to, we literally have to like, knuck and buck our way to the front yeah. in order to get the, the mm. to get what we deserve well, right it, it, so. no, no i'm also thinking is like latrice cornbread and silky on 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 their seasons they all have a moment where they got mad about something and i mm-hmm. and i so think i so think of those, those moments where they got mad they walked off they said something you know to to be like yo like this ain't right and and i think those moments were like where, when when we advocate for ourselves Again, like against against whiteness, against oppression, mm-hmm. are the moments in the moments in which I, and I hate saying this, like the moments in which we sometimes like 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 sign our sign our names on the pause or the tra- the trajectory of our careers because yes. you know when like when I think of Eureka, right, like she was agreeable for like everything, she just rolled with it all, and, yeah. and you know she didn't have, she didn't have to face the shit. I mean, again, like. Like Vixen, Vixen stood up against all this shit, and then and then bit like like could you know, could not do could not do some things you know in, in some capacities, and I and, and it's make me think now of like oh my gosh like you know like where 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 are the moments where I, where I've had to maybe like downplay myself so I can yeah. you know, go further in in some ways, and that's when I think about so much because I, I I think. Because like the second, you know, I think they all, I think people saw them as then like the angry black person in that moment. Mm, and then, mm-hmm. you know, the producers, the directors, the, the you know, the, the casting folks were like, we can't, we, we can't do someone who has that, which, which is really frustrating because then you're asking us to sit here and let our culture be trampled on, our daddies be trampled on. And so, yep. I'm, you know, I, I'm just like, I'm, I'm thinking so much of, 
uh, about that, like when the moments in which, and I know it like earlier I said like 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 like, like that we like that we sign it i want to really clear and say it's like like we're not the ones being complicit in that we're we're not the ones like we're not the ones stopping our careers they and they will frame it as such people will frame it as we're the ones stopping our careers it's that it's that we're advocating for ourselves and people are like oh well then we can't fuck with that then and that's just really really i i just tweeted that i tweeted because i saw feminista jones say something to to the same avail you know, this notion of, you know, shout out to the people who are standing up for themselves and not necessarily just going along with the okie doke. And I said, I know for a fact that my career would be so much further in these seven years that I've been doing what I'm doing if I would have just said, I'm going to write stuff that is complicit to Mm. white supremacy, Mm -hmm. that I'm going to create more white characters in my scripts, Mm -hmm. that I'm going to only talk about the LGBTQ without the Black and the queerness. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it's something to be said, you know, and and that's why, you know, when we talk about Black fat icons, I think it's something to be said about what Lizzo is doing. Yes, You know, and I know people will say that Lizzo placates a lot to whiteness and to white music and white people and all these different things. But I specifically have seen Lizzo say and do things that it that, that are just inherently black and I'm just like I'm thankful for for Lizzo for, for doing that. I'm thankful for Queen Latifah in the ways that she showed up. I'm thankful for a lot of the queer dolls, you know, mm-hmm. and I know Vixen's not a, you know a, a fat girl, but I know Vixen goes up for a lot of the black fat girls mm-hmm. who don't get the success that other girls and other black dolls get in, you know, the drag race world. And so I think that there's a lot to be said. And 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 and, and, and to your point, I want to name Gabby Sidibe is a great example of somebody who truly has accepted everything about herself Mm, and mm -hmm. has been ducked and deemed because she didn't make a joke of her identity to the world or to the entertainment Mm -hmm. industry. And I truly believe that if Gabby Sidibe would have went along with just this whole notion of, oh, the only thing she can do is play a sad black fat girl, you know, I feel like her career, she probably would be everywhere now too, but she hasn't, you know, and she's been very vocal about what, what she will and what she won't do. And so I just genuinely want to say that I think that there is something to be said. I, I think while we're naming the black fat iconness of it all, right? And how we can celebrate these people and laud these people, I think we all have to step back and really think about it's like, what are these people going through? Mm. And a lot of them are going through levels and levels. And that's what I have to tell people like every day for me. And I don't know how you feel about this, Joel, but I said, I think for me every day, it's like, not only am I having to to battle the 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 issues around, and I say issues because I don't, I, I want to be so I want to be very intentional about how I frame this, but I I, I am going to say what I want to say. I, I, when I say issues, what I mean is is that I'm not necessarily saying that every day is a struggle for me because I do recognize that it's not. I do recognize that there is an inherent privilege that I have to have this platform, that I do have the privilege of having a really good job. I have the privilege, there are a lot of, I have a privilege Mm -hmm. of having a doctorate degree. There are all these privileges that I have. And so I want to make sure that I recognize them. But on the other side of it, there is this conversation of me being so highly educated and me having the tenacity and the history of stuff that I have behind me, that there are still 
fights that I have to to deal with as a Black creator. Mm. There is a fight that I still have to deal with as a fat creator. Mm -hmm. There are fights that I have to fight every day as a queer creator. Mm. And then there are the fights that I have to fight as a Black, fat, queer creator. Mm. (laughs) And so I'm having to constantly navigate these interesting dynamics and conversations. And so there's just something to be said that when we have Black, fat people out here who are successful, I re- and, and we're looking at them and we're like, yeah, and we're supporting them and we're clapping them up. I really want people to stop and think, wow, these people really had to fight to get to where they are. Mm. Like, I know no day is easy for Latrice. I know a day is not easy yeah. for Gabby Sidibe. I yeah. know a day is not easy for, you know, rest in peace, Luther Vandross. I knew their days were, weren't mm. easy. Um, but I, I that was just something I truly wanted to know. And before we, before we kind of switch gears, I did want to say I want to make sure that I leave space in this conversation to shout out Titus Burgess too, mm. because Kimmy Schmidt, like the whole, you know, Kimmy Schmidt wave of TV that we had where people were celebrating that, that show mm. would have never been anything without Titus. Period. Okay. Okay. Mm. Mm. Your memes, all of the Ch- stuff you say, Pino the Noir, quotes, avant-garde, Pinot Noir, all of that is black fatness that you so I, I guess that's just my my way of saying that there's a lot of stuff in this world that would not be what it is without us. Yeah. Oh, and here we are. Unbreakable. <laughs> yes, bitch. Unbreakable, bitch. Yes. <laughs> Unbreakable. Uh, uh, what well, a way to end it. That part, that part. Well, with mm-hmm. that being said, y'all, we being called to the stage now with our with our BFF Black Fat Fem icons. We will go collect our awards and be right back with the show. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. 
Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. All right. So this week, we are bringing back one of my beloved segments, (laughs) What's on Your Plate? And as we are kind of inching towards spooky season, so I do want to say a lot of y'all know this about me. And again, I've been talking a lot about it in different capacities. I grew up very religious and I didn't have a chance as a kid to really celebrate uh, Halloween or spooky season the way that I wanted to. And so now that we are in spooky season, I wanted to talk a little bit about what our favorite like childhood candies and foods and stuff were. Mm. And specifically, the reason why I wanted to bring this up was because one, I've been seeing a lot of candy corn and um, almond joy slander and we're gonna get we're gonna talk about that a little bit later however i know for me growing up one of my favorite things about going to a, a very poor public school was that for breakfast we often got these little peanut butter and jelly graham kind of like breakfast bars mm-hmm. baby that foil the way that that foil <laughs> wrapped around in peanut butter bars ooh, brought back memories i had tweeted about it and so there was this whole thing of folks just talking about oh my god i used to love those but what about this and what about this and what about this and so there was this whole thing so i had noted some of my favorite things that i oh, that i god. miss as a kid I was going to say, for, for my list or for some of the stuff I talked about, um, obviously love those peanut butter bars. Um, Surge, did you drink Surge? Who? No. Surge, it was a soda. No. I keep talking to you like you grew up with me, child. Like, like, no. Yeah, so Surge was gone before you before your time. Well, and I'll say, like, I did not drink a lot of sodas because both my parents were diabetic, so my mom was like, we're not okay. having any sodas in this house. No so, soda, no okay. Sodas. Well, we grew up on nothing but soda, child. <laughs> That's why I probably have to deal with all the stuff I deal with now. And then uh, 3D's Doritos were my were my thing. Fruitopia was my thing. Mm. And then um, I just, you know, I, I, I was just thinking growing up. So... I don't know if you remember, yeah, you probably, I don't know if you do, but for those of you who are of a certain age that are listening and I'm probably dating myself, people don't know that A&PM used to have a soft serve machine. They did. They did, girl. You used to be able to go. (laughs) They sure did. And so growing up as a kid, I would walk home from school because we Mm. had an A&PM right Mm. next to where I Mm. lived growing up. We would walk home from school and we would stop and get, I would get one of their like cups, the soda Mm. cups, and I would put ice cream at the bottom and then I fill it up with like Sprite, root beer, you know, orange fans or whatever. But child, Mm. you want to talk about living, growing up in the hood, just, we used to have the donut man coming around. Donut Did you man. ever have a donut truck? Not, 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 not donut man. No, we had Bitch. that. Came my Living in LA, uh, there used to be a donut truck that drove oh around. Miss, I miss all of that. What about you? Ooh, okay, well, first of all, I just want to say I'm so, I love it for you that you had pleasant memories of your school breakfast because I will <laughs> never, ever forget my school breakfasts in my public school was bags of milk. And to this day, bags of bags milk. milk. And whenever so, whenever someone tries to try me, like, Jordan, I feel like you grew up rich. I'm like, no, y'all, we have bags of milk. Not even in a carton, in some like nasty ass. 
fake plastic bag. Uh, you had a little tiny bag that you just poke your straw and call that a good damn day. Regular milk and chocolate milk. And that milk never tasted right. And like, <laughs> like I, I'm not a big milk person today. But when I think of that milk, it, I'm like, this, this this was oppression in this moment. Like, right, so that right. Was, and every, every, every the, the, the mornings where, where I would have to get breakfast at school, I would always, I'd be like, Fuck this damn milk. This milk was <laughs> oh, it was rough. So I'm, I love it for you that you had a good experience because I'm oh, like triggered God. by we it. Had cartons of milk. You see, yeah, we just had give cartons. me a box. Damn, I'm like we could yeah. we couldn't afford cartons, <laughs> bags, and like yeah, it's just I feel like it's so niche. People are like what the fuck? It's a bag of milk, but right, right. But I would say childhood food. Okay, so oh my God. So did, did they have a Boston Market near you growing up? Boston Market. We did, but I never had it. I don't. I don't know what it was. My mom never took us to Boston Market. Oh I mean, honestly, probably probably for the better. But Boston Market <laughs> was. Ooh, so so where I so I, where I grew up, Boston Market was the next time over was in Fremont, and when and I don't know why we would literally. I mean, we would drive. I mean, Fremont was like a 10, 15 minute drive, but we would right. make the effort to drive to Boston Market. And the way I had would cry for their cream spinach. To this day, I say the best cream spinach I've ever had in my life is at Boston Market in their corn. <laughs> Bread. Lord, you just said Moses in heaven and in a tree. Oh my God, I fucking mm, love Boston mm, Market. Mm. That was my shit. Uh, my daddy lived for Ho Ho's. That man, Ho Ho's and Zingers. That yeah. Negro. That okay, Negro so your so your daddy and- was a man of my heart because Zingers. I just jumped out my seat, baby. The <laughs> way that an orange Zinger every would, at least would do what once it needed week, to do, and he would have to hide them because again, diabetics. So my so my my right. mom would be like, Why the fuck do you have Zingers? And he would always have to hide them, and he you know he'd be like, Don't tell your mother. Don't don't tell your mother. <laughs> probably exactly how it got me into lying as a kid because he'd say don't right. drop things so that yeah. um you know and like, we, like again you know we didn't have a lot of candy we didn't have a lot we didn't have a lot of sugar in the house as a kid anyways but i would say probably how we as a kid i would go wild for some reese's like i look to this day reese's is the only candy yes. i ever fuck with like chocolate and peanut butter oh my heart just goes my heart so, feels so let's okay that. so while we're here i just i want to take a moment to say this and a lot of people don't believe me when i say this that something is different in the Easter Reese's Ooh. that come, like the, the ones that come in the little egg. Mm, yeah, no, I don't fuck with that anyways. Keep it classic. Something, no, I'm saying for me, they are Ooh. good. I, oh. I find them to be very tasty. Mm-hmm. Also, the, the same thing with the um, pumpkins. They do the Reese's mm-hmm, pumpkins mm-hmm, for this mm-hmm. for spooky season. And then same thing with the trees. The trees taste different i don't know what they do in my mind they're better but and it might be because there's more peanut butter to chocolate ratio in them but i find them to be different mm. but what i will say is that i am definitely a reese's girl i was bad actually went to get some frozen yogurt the other day and as i was leaving the fro- frozen yogurt shop i was like god damn it i forgot to put reese's, reese's on top i love some reese's oh, on top i was so mm. mad at myself for that but yes epic fail on my part but yeah i then- feel you <laughs> So good, and I would say the, the last thing in my childhood is so. So where I grew up, we had a really strong Asian Asian diaspora community, and so there was mm-hmm. a tapioca a, a tapioca express that was like 
like a few blocks away. And mm-hmm. every day in, in high school, because I'd walked, I'd walked to him from high school. Every day, my friends and I'd be at Tapex, getting, getting my little tar milk tea. And this was, I mean, this was this was when you could nary find boba on every corner. Like, now you find boba literally on every fucking corner in cities and shit, right? But, like, Tapex yeah. was the only place for miles. And, like, to this day, I'm like, if I, whenever I go back to my, to, my, to my hometown, I'm always like, oh, I must go Tapex. But, like, I was fucking with tar milk teas before boba became became a thing. I was on that yeah. shit since I was a kid. That, and, oh, my God, there was this, there was this bomb-ass Chinese bakery um, that was all. That was also in the same area that had little uh, red bean paste sesame balls. Now that mm. that's something I recently, when I recently was in Oakland before I got robbed, um, I <laughs> the day of, but, but hours before, um, I had I had went. We, we we were right by Oakland's Chinatown, and I and I was like, is that a sesame ball? And I had to get three because it was like it tasted like comfort, like and like 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 that is a, that is a niche snack, but. Those sesame balls that is like it's like crusty on the outside with, with sesame seeds, a little doughy on the inside with red bean I, paste. Baby, I know what they are. They, oh, okay. You ain't got to tell me nothing. Got me, got we me have right an every time. We have an 87 degrees 85, by our house. 85 degrees. I only correct you because I work there, so I'm like 85 degrees. Yeah. My shit. Yeah, the 85 degrees. We have one around the corner from where I currently live. <gasps> There is, there oh, are days, well, actually there's two within the vicinity of where I live. So there's one, good if, if you go west, there's one. Um, and then if you were to go up towards a little northern of where I live, there's mm. another one. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm always driving around locally doing running errands and then I'll see one and I'm like, I really should stop, but I shouldn't stop. But I want to stop because they are so good. I specifically love theirs. This one specific, I don't know what bread it is, but it has like a berry in it. It's like a berry and cheese. Girl. Oh, probably the uh, the uh, berry mm. buns because they are they're they're they're, they're uh, Taiwanese, and so I think it's like a berry cream cheese bun, and it, it's just yeah, the bomb, the best, the best, the bomb. Yes. So if you've never been mm. to an eighty-five degrees, you better find one, baby, because their food is so so good. But with that being said, we're going to take another break. And when we come back, we're going to get into our yes ma'ams and our no man pams for this week. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered for just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. All right. So I, um, for me this week for Yes Ma'am, I have um, specifically just kind of one. But what I will say is, one, I want to shout out, um, I think, Ryan Coogler, I I wanted to say this, so I know there's been a lot of talk about the new Black Panther that's getting ready to come out. I am officially very excited for it. I am thinking, still kind of dancing with what I actually want to wear to the the premiere because we are going to get invited to the premiere. I'm just putting that out into the universe. Okay, yes, ma'am. That we will get invited to the premiere. but I definitely, before I get into my actual yes, ma'am, I wanted to shout out Ryan because I have seen some articles come out about how hard it was for him to not only kind of direct the film, but to specifically move on with the franchise after mm. the death of, um, the death of obviously Chadwick Boseman. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I, I genuinely just want to send him some love and anyone who is impacted around obviously the film, right? He was the star of the film. However, I think sometimes we remiss and we forget that, yes, there are stars of films and there are multiple different people in the cast that are actually acting on the show, are acting in the in the movie, but there are so many people that are connected to these films. And so mm. I'm pretty sure Ryan is not the only person dealing with, you know, the feeling of loss around it. So I wanted to shout him out. However, my yes man, more specifically this week, is for Michaela Cole, who I think is also an icon, a true icon, yes. and is genuinely moving towards legendary status. Mm. Um, however, they are playing a queer character in the new film. I actually saw an article about that yesterday. Ooh, yes. And I didn't even know that. Same. I had no idea that, I, I didn't even know that she had signed on to be on the film. Um, and so in the article, actually, as I was reading it, you know, it wasn't just kind of like, a, oh yes, um, you know, I'm gonna do this for clout. It was like Michaela Cole said that she specifically took the role because it was a queer character Mm. and so i just love that um i genuinely love characters and people who are genuinely saying i want to play a character who is queer and i know that there is still kind of this conversation about and maybe one day we'll get into it should queer people should non-queer people or people who are not outwardly queer be playing queer roles I have thoughts around that, but what I will say is that I just think Michaela Cole is one of the most talented mm. people, and I just want to make sure that she gets her flowers for yes. for that. Yes. Now, moving into my <laughs> no man pants this weekend, so I'm kind of like trying to wet my throat because I feel like I have a little bit to uh, say. Um, <laughs> I have quite a few things that I, I want to say for my no man pants. Um, this week, I wanted to address... 
um, the Bozo who left a comment on one of our episodes with Steven, uh, they ultimately had noted that they felt like our show was niche and was wondering how our show was going to continue to go forward with kind of the topics or the conversations that me and Joho have been having. And so with that being said, one, I think it was really funny how people got them together and got them up out the comments because they ended mm-hmm. up deleting the comment like the clown that they are. <laughs> but what I will say is that um, as you talk about the show being niche, I just want to make sure that I, 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 I let anyone know that not only am I working on a book that is centered on Black Fat Feminists, but I also want to make sure that you all know that we are creating a BFF world slash universe okay. around these parts, right? So there will be films, there will be shows, there will you will get tired of seeing <laughs> us. I want that to be known. You will get tired of mm. it because there is a world for us. This is not niche. What it is is you have two Black Fat Femmes who are sharing their lives in a very, very authentic way. Mm. And I think people are starting to come around for it. The other thing that I wanted to know um, is, is, is I for folks who are critiquing the quote-unquote niche things that people are doing, how about you come up with something? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Come with solutions, like, not problems. Come, right. Why who don't you? you come up with something? Why don't you do so? Like, who are you? That is the question of the day. And so I don't say that oh, to Why be, is you here? Why is you here? <laughs> like, I genuinely have that question. Like, you have so much to say about what I'm doing over here. What are you doing to make the world mm. better? That is ultimately my, my thought, right? Like, please get out of my DMs. Please get out of our, get, get off of our comments. Get out of the way. We have stuff to do over here. So that's my, that's my overall thought. The one other thing that I wanted to say is that I need people to leave me alone about my love of almond joys. <laughs> I am looking at you, Risha and Kyle. I know that y'all listen and I know that y'all have been on social media talking mad cash shit about me and my love of almond joy. I didn't mention the candy corn because I know all three of us love it. So that we need to keep her out of this conversation, but I'm gonna need y'all to take my name out of y'all mouths around my love of almond joys. Okay, That's hold up. I, I just want to say, so they so they come in for you for Almond Joy, but they also fuck with Candy Corn. See, now all three <laughs> y'all just lost me on this one because I will sit <laughs> alongside you in Almond Joy. I fuck with Almond Joy Heavy. My dad loves himself some Almond Joy. Reminds me of him all the time, too. <laughs> but Candy Corn, y'all all lost me. I, no, I, no. I'm laughing because I can see you grab your bag like Viola Davis. <laughs> okay. Get up to leave. I, I'm head out. Like Enjoy it. You <laughs> get your bag over now, and just done. get up and leave. <laughs> I am screaming. Literally screaming. Creepy. But I too love an almond joy, so I I will give you that. Um, but fuck all y'all, your candy corn shit. Kick, go ahead and go ahead, go on, kick some, kick, go ahead and kick some uh, candy corn rocks. I can't deal with it. I give you hell for the android. You give me hell for the candy corn. It's all it all balances. The android is arguably worse. People, people be dragging. You know what? My brother, my my brother, my sister, and my niece sent me recently this little video. This this fine ass man was talking about like 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 the three most annoying people from from least to most. And the second most annoying was android users now it's just like 
Y'all are so Why? hateful. Y'all are so hateful. <laughs> no, but but he but he made a distinction of like you can just tell when someone with someone that has an Android, and I will say mm-hmm. everyone thinks I have an iPhone. So you know, I, I'm, I'm gonna take that win and say no one thinks I'm an Android user. I just am, so I'm gonna take that win for myself. Right, and like I said, I'm just waiting for you to cross over. But that's again, a honestly, whole other may happen soon. May happen soon. So please, <laughs> okay, please, my yes, ma'am. Um, and you know, actually, will will be will be. T- us for being quote unquote niche because niche yes. really is expansive. I think when, when people call things niche, like my the question I always have for them is okay, but is it niche because no one talks about it? Because that just means that no one talks about it. Like it's not that it's niche, mm. it's that people have not given it the attention it deserves. And now we're seeing that it's expansive. Like to your point that you just said, you know, we're creating this world BFF universe. Like it clearly is not niche. It just has been just has been you know, I, w- I wouldn't say hidden. It just has been, um, like, like, Ignored. like dimmed. You know, people have yeah. turned that light down on us, and we are saying, "No, nah, no, nah, bitch, we turn the lights on. You, mm-hmm. you, you're paying the light bill. We're turning that shit on now." So. I'm I'm saying yes to us for 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 being quote unquote niche because really we are expansive. You know, I mean, even the less of fat icons that we gave in the earlier segment, like that was only like a small list as a fraction of the people that are really that are existing as B- BFF icons. You're like I I I want I want I didn't get to do this in the segment, but I want to even give grace to a sister Rosetta Tharp for being one of the inventions of rock and roll and being you know, a yes. a black woman. Yes. And you know, and I do believe she would be part of the fat fat diaspora diaspora today as well. So like, it is expansive AF. Get into it. Don't don't be sleeping on us. Don't be acting like we like we aren't those girls because we are that girl. Mm-hmm. So yes, ma'am, to us for that. My no, ma'am, Pam, just to be on, on the on the trend of you know fat icons. So no, ma'am, Pam, to fat suits because I just cannot. <laughs> to this day, I yes. am still. Yes. I am still so hot about Chris Hemsworth and Avengers and being in that fat suit for Thor. I just, I just like, and it's sad because like, and I, I, I'm an MCU girl. I fuss Marvel heavy, but it was so just frustrating to see the jokes that they would play on him. And and you, and and I was like, okay, like when he came in, like on the day, he was still Thor. He still came in and fucked shit up anyways, whether Mm -hmm. he was fat or not. That could have been an opportunity to, to have been like, Yes, he's fat and he's still out here striking thunder on bitches. Like it could have been so much better. So no to that. You know, I still think about uh Austin Powers fat suit. I still think about um their uh 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 Sarah Paulson in that fat suit but last year. There's an article that came out of like the actors yeah. that were in fat suits and the fat suits in the mm-hmm. past year. And I'm just like that White House. Story, you know, yeah. if you like telling a story is one thing. Like right. you know, and like if they're a historical figure that was fat. Okay, like Vi- like Viola Davis. I love some Viola Davis. I can I can give grace to she was playing a character like that like that is a fat person. So they had her in a fat suit. I also was like you could just hire you could just hire a fat actress. Like there are really things could've. that you can do. You know, like really I don't understand could've. why we have to do this. And so just like fat suits, y'all. Like they are not cute. They don't they don't support our story, and they're often used to be a joke. And that is just. So, so frustrating. Like, hire some fat people in your shit and you'll see that we can give you range. We can give you an Oscar-worthy performance. We can give you an Emmy. We you know, we, we can give you, you know, music. We can give you so much. So, like, stop acting as if we are not there. Like, like that, 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 like, you're niching us. You're niching us in that way. You're making right. us niche. And we are not a niche. So, not a fat suits. Not all of that shit. Mm-hmm. Very much that. Um, I, I couldn't agree more. I genuinely, it, it, and like I said, the nuances of the, and maybe, and again, down the line, we will probably do 
a whole conversation about the nuances around fat suits and identity and who should play what roles. I think that that is a very interesting topic. And I just want to, I wanted to say it publicly so that way we could put a pin in it. So that way, if Mm -hmm. we get away from it down the line, someone can tap us and be like, hey, didn't you say you was going to do a show about that? Um, So that way we can genuinely get into that. But with that being said, Thank you. Um, Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, everybody, for the love and the feedback. Mm. I continue to see people sharing episodes. Mm -hmm. I have friends that have have messaged me about, oh, that was a really good episode, or I didn't even think about that. So everybody, thank you so much for listening. But we do want to hear from you. So please continue to send your feedback to us via email at blackfatfempod at gmail.com. If you're not able to take that down, do know that we have our email listed in the show notes, so you can send us an email via that way. Um, You can also connect with us on social media by interacting with our post on Instagram and Twitter by using the handle blackfatfempod. Um, And that's B-L-K, fatfempod, obviously because Instagram (laughs) be trying to play folks with their character limits. Um, And yeah, so we would love to hear from you. We are definitely going to be doing a mailbag episode somewhere down the line. And there's a whole bunch of things that we have in our our gamut of things that we want to do. And so we would love to hear suggestions, anything that you want to provide. And if they're negative, you know where to send them. Um, (laughs) Joho, tell the good house where they can find you. Uh, loves. You can continue finding me at Joho. Dan- what? Ooh. Oh, oh d- sorry, sorry. I don't know why I didn't do this at the top of the show, but I wanted to say happy birthday, <laughs> Joho. Oh, Today we you. are recording on Joho's birthday. <laughs> it is a celebration of Joho. This whole episode is a celebration of Joho. Mm. I don't know why I didn't do this sooner. I saw it and I knew it going into the show. <laughs> happy birthday, sis. The, you no, are genuinely thank yes, you, my good thank Judy. You. I love you so much. Thank you so much. Love you know, you, too. you you got up real early. I'm in different time zone right now, so <laughs> I, I had you got up real early. You couldn't think. You know, I get up. I, I'm hungover, so you know we're we're at, we're at, we're we're striving. So yes, we are doing <laughs> the. You. You're doing the damn thing. I'm here for oh it. But yes. but yes, y'all can find me at Joho Dance across socials. And as John said, today is my birthday. I know by the time y'all hear this, it'll be a week past. But you can still DM me if you want to with some good wishes or some blind dates, you know, or some money Venmo if you want me girl to. Too. Like, girl, I can give my cash yes. at my Venmo. Like, let, mm-hmm. let, you can buy me a coffee. You can buy me a dinner. You can come visit me if you want to visit me outside because I'm not going to give you my house address because I, I don't fuck with people like that. But you can come visit me in a park <laughs> somewhere. You know, if you're a man, you're cute and you're fine, you think I'm cute, let me know as well like give me you know give me some birthday loving okay so yes, yeah yes, yeah yes, and yes. then besides that you can you can find me um honestly you can find me right now staying in Colorado because there's this coffee shop that has the best John the best pumpkin pie chai I literally could bathe in it so you may find so next week you may find me still here just bathing in pumpkin pie chai <laughs> I cannot like why are you still in Colorado girl I didn't leave because of this coffee shop <laughs> But you know what? I I can't even I can't even bang on you because I have been places and I've had food, I've had things, and I've said I would move here for this. Yeah. I would genuinely move here for this. So I support that. Um, as for me, you can find me. Speaking of new spots, there's a new spot by my house that is a Hawaiian American infused situation, and I think I may have mentioned on a, a on an episode prior after episode, li- later think, on yeah. today. I am going to go down and get some of their sticky buns so me and my husband can enjoy them. Today is his day off. Um, And shout out uh, today to all the indigenous folks that we know who listen. Um, Today we are recording on Indigenous People's Day. And so I wanted to also shout them out as well. Um, But with that being said, you can find me on social media using the handle at Dr. John Paul. You can also visit me at www.drjohnpaul.com. 
per usual, we love to say thank you to everyone on our production team, Jonathan Strickland and Tari Harrison, um, as well as we want to make sure that we give Chris Rogers their flowers and say thank you so as much always. for being an icon in your own right. You are mm. out here doing the damn thing mm. for our show. The show would not be anything without you, Chris. And with that being said, this has been another show. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And please remember that white people should not have locks. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.